0: Which I don't see happening. um, You'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle slash fake the nation and use the code fake the nation to claim your free three piece towel set and save over forty percent off. Again, that's TryMiracle.com slash fake the nation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Fake the Nation,
1: Episode Two Hundred Forty-One.
0: Hello, hello. This is Vague the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about politics, and where we take the French bread of America. That's right, America has French bread. Go with me. We add some butter and garlic salt. We put it in the toaster oven of democracy for like five minutes. Then we bite into the goodness that is American politics in the form of garlic bread. It doesn't matter. And it's in a stabler Biden administration. So hooray. Today, we're going to talk about the ongoing cabinet nominations. We'll talk about Rush Limbaugh and what he meant to the conservative movement. And finally, Disney fired one of its actors. We discussed the scandal that has moderately rocked Twitter uh, today. Oh my God! Today's panel, folks, this is such a fantastic panel. Um, and I, and uh, one of, this the, this first gentleman uh, was I we we were trying to piece together the timeline, but he may have been one of the very last panelists in studio. Uh, at the Earwolf Studios before the fuckball pandemic. Uh, he has a special streaming on Amazon right now. It's called January 3rd. You should absolutely be listening to, watching it and listening to it. at Both at the same time. Do both of those things. <laughs> he's so funny. He's so great. We're so glad he's back. He's a comedian, TJ. Hey, TJ. Hey,
1: Negan. Thank you for having me. What a lovely introduction. And yes, you should watch <laughs> and listen both at the exact same time.
0: Although I do I do want to say for leaders who who listeners who are uh, into lip reading that 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 they could just watch <laughs> if that's you know what I mean if lip reading is their thing I don't want to take that away from anybody. I know. Um, and, uh, also joining us, uh, veteran of the show, um, oh my God, I've, one of the things that I've missed about this pandemic, again, is seeing my friends who are comedians perform, uh, we were just talking about jokes of, of, uh, Vicky's that we remember, she has a whole series on dogs, which I just, (laughs) I think about probably once a month, um, TJ, what was the joke of hers that you remembered before I announced this person? Uh, you cannot
1: spell (laughs) happiness without penis
0: and for amazing material like that you should be downloading her album immediately it's called my love's a joke um and uh, there's uh, it's, it features a bunch of couples who are comedians uh which is an album that is available right now uh from the wonderful comedian vicky cooperman hey vicky
2: Hi, Nagin. I'm so happy to be here. I was just thinking I also miss seeing comedians perform and we're performing tonight on a show together.
0: Oh, my God, we are. And sadly, oh this is going to drop tomorrow. Okay, uh, we, I'm sorry.
2: We performed yesterday.
0: <laughs> <on a show gasps> we performed last we night too. Such
1: raucous. Where were you guys? Where are you going to be tonight?
2: Uh, uh, it's the Broad Squad. Night, it was last night and uh, <laughs> we killed. Uh, we, just, we did a
0: fantastic you know, job. Yeah. Beautiful,
1: um, beautiful.
2: Yeah, the whole stadium's in shambles, actually. (laughs) Uh,
0: Because nobody is in it, and it's fantastic. All right, let's move into topic number one. This week, Neera Tanden's nomination to lead the Office of Man- Management and Budget was almost defeated at the hands of a Democrat. It may still be defeated, I don't know, at the time of this taping, which is Wednesday afternoon. Um, it's, we don't know the status. Some people are worried that some of Biden's nominations are being uh, stymied on purpose. Some are saying that there's unfair treatment targeting women and people of color. I don't know if any of this is true, but let's first talk about Neera Tanden. Um, my question for you both is, why is her nomination facing such difficulties?
2: Well, I actually have some theories. So I don't know about you guys, but since January twentieth and since January seventh, when I haven't heard, am I allowed to swear here and say the F yeah, word? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Oh Where my gosh. Yes. Okay.
2: And especially since January like seventh, when I haven't heard fuckwads tweets or read them or whatever, I've been right, kind of right. like asleep at the wheel. I'm kind of like kind of coming out of this haze of the past five years, and yeah. And I think uh, maybe the White House got a little comfortable. Um, mm. and I think it's maybe a blessing in disguise that we can actually never, ever, ever get comfortable. Mm. So,
1: <laughs> ever,
2: ever, ever. We should be thinking about 2024, 2028, 2032. Yeah, just constant anxiety. In 2040, right now. Um, but also, one other thing is, like, we. I, I did read, too, at the hands of a Democrat. So, like, eventually, I hope we don't just vote with our party, like, I think it's okay that a Democrat went against some, a Democrat
0: like right. I, right I, now, I also think maybe that's we okay. Can't afford it. Yeah. I mean, although I will say that that Democrat is Joe Manchin and yeah. Joe Manchin and, and Kirsten Cinema of Arizona have just this like outsized influence now because they're the moderate Democrats and so everything is sort of tailored to whether or not they like it, which is ridiculous. Yes. It's that it's not I don't think it's how the framers intended democracy to like be working out. You know right. what I mean? Um, but the, one of the main things that they're talking about with Neera Tanden's, uh So, by the way, Neera Tandon is um, is a woman of color. She would be the first person of South Asian descent to head up the um, Office of Management and Budget. Um, and she was really known for besides being, I think, uh, excellent at her you know in in the work that she does she also um kind of attacked people on both sides of yeah. the aisle uh, through her Twitter feed. T.J. Um, Joe Manchin uh, cited her tweets as one of the reasons. Do you think that makes sense? It's
1: it's classic political theater. It's, it's complete bullshit. Because I went <laughs> just to make sure I went and looked at her tweets, the tweets that yeah. people were like, oh, that's an attack.
0: And, if, and yeah, did it make you clutch your pearls? If
1: Trump tweeted what she tweeted, people would be like, oh my God, Trump is finally president. That's exactly what people would say. That's how, like, very basic her tweets were. She would just say things that were right, and then she wasn't calling right. people names, using racial slurs and stuff. It's just the right. game. The game is you bring your guy and we're gonna do everything to block your guy, and when we bring our guy, and we're gonna do the same thing. It's it's right. kind of stupid. It's really dumb.
0: It seems. It seems like, I guess after five years of being terrorized by mean tweets that are also <laughs> in, incite, not just mean, they incited violence, right? Like, for like eight years. It seems like citing her tweets, which were, I think at the end of the day, just a, very critical of people in their professional capacities, right? Like they were, they you know, they were sort of... um I, w- I wouldn't say no holds barred because she it's not like she was walking around, you, like you said, using racial epithets. Like, that's not her thing. They were holds barred. Um, <laughs> a lot, to, lot of holds. A <laughs> of holds. Um, tweets that were nevertheless critical of yes, people and yes. their policy decisions. I think that's, right? a tweet I think she that's called, what it was. She
1: called someone uh, criminally ignorant. To me, that's just what you call someone who's being a dumbass. There's nothing there that's like, oh my god, that's too much for a politician to say.
0: Right. I mean, especially now.
2: If it wasn't really criminally ignorant, it's a little dramatic. But again, like you said, theater. Twitter is theater. Exactly.
1: You gotta be dramatic over there. You gotta be. This (laughs) is.
2: You know,
0: and it's interesting because they this you know a very close makeup to this exact Senate voted to put Brett Kavanaugh, um, in the Supreme Court, and he had a moment, and I just I forgot about this until today, where he was like, "Do you drink or whatever?" Remember right. when he it's asked that question? Yeah, yeah, and it's a kilometer, which is like, "What dude? Who's like being confirmed right now? Like, you're not supposed to be asking questions like that in that crazy." So it's like we have seen lots of decorum erode, you know. Yes, um, yes. And,
2: uh, or get exposed, because I feel like men talk to women like that a lot.
0: Right, right, and, right. And, right.
2: and he, the sad thing is he had no problem talking to her as he was being questioned in a public stage like he doesn't even understand that it's not
0: that that's not appropriate right but yes. I loved her. she
2: was like yeah i'm familiar with it my dad died of alcoholism,
0: you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she was she was unflappable but um i, I know and i want to point out that so what? What some point people are pointing to is that they confirmed Richard Grenell, um, who was uh, you know a, a, like an acid tongue Trump booster to the post of ambassador to Germany. Um, oh my God! Know, of course, sorry,
2: who, you it know has to be Germany. <laughs> 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 sorry, just have to point that out. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know it's and
0: so there, it's not like they haven't confirmed people. Who uh, haven't lobbed personal attacks before, right? Like this, Richard Richard Grinnell did, um, and so there. There's a. There's also. Uh, Javier Becerra, who's um, I'm probably butchering his name, who's uh, the California Attorney General and who's the pick for um, Health and Human Services Department. Now they don't want to, um, you know, there's there's trouble with his uh, nomination because of his expan- his views on expanding health care and abortion access for unauthorized immigrants, um, which I'm just sort of like, I mean, the thing is. Pe- the thing is, people are going to have views, right? Mm-hmm. But they're also going to have the president's mandates, which is to say, I, like, personally don't think there's a problem with uh, expanding health care. I don't know if you guys know this. I'm rather liberal. Oh, um, <laughs> You want health <laughs> I know. Is it weird? I'm sorry. I didn't I mean to I didn't mean it. to come out like this, um, you know, but uh, I thought you should both know Quickly, on, <laughs>
1: on the nearer subject, because I, yeah, I feel please. like it is it's, it's political game. That's just what it is. And I, I'm not sure how much of it has to do with uh, her being a woman or her being South Asian. I think it doesn't matter who it was. They would do the same thing. Do you guys feel the same way?
2: Well, TJ, I actually thought America can only handle one South Asian at a time. <laughs> and, like, we the unfortunately let killed. one get to a really high position,
1: which is right. terrible. so It's for like Whitey the Bear. door it's is closed. the quarter has yeah. been met for the <laughs> next yes. <ten> Yeah.
0: Years. <laughs> really, really we just had to close the door behind Kamala Harris. Right. That's really uh, how the country works. But no, I mean I I think TJ, you're asking a, an excellent question. Like, is it just because of you know she's the Biden pick, and the and Republicans are going to say no to the Biden. Republicans and Joe Manchin right. are going to say no to the <laughs> Biden pick. Or is there something else going on, right? And I think if you it, you know if you sort of look I, again, it's so hard to say because I don't. I'm not in the business of just like accusing everybody of being racist mm-hmm. or whatever. But I do think like the point that Victor be
1: earlier. These days yeah you're, you're, you're <laughs> very, lucrative, very
0: lucrative very <laughs> lucrative um, but but I think Vicky's point of just like it didn't even occur to Brett Kavanaugh that talking to a woman like that yeah. was inappropriate on the international stage yeah. um I think that is some of what we see in these situations is that it it doesn't occur to people that adding a level of scrutiny to near attendance tweets that they didn't add to Richard Grinnell's tweets right. is inappropriate. It's like it's just not um, parallel. Right. Yeah. There's and, no parody.
2: No, it's clearly there's some gender stuff going on for sure. I
0: think there's some gender stuff going on. And then if you look at the Baccaro situation, you know, one of the criticisms of of him is that he is not a doctor himself and that he's being nominated for health and human services. Interestingly, Donnie's health secretary was Alex Azar, who also Not a doctor, (laughs) but was confirmed. Of course, right. So then, if you want to use, like, I'm just like, I get it. If you want to use that as an argument, use that as an argument, but just level that argument consistently over time with these different nominees. It, you know, and then and then we don't even have to think about if racism or misogyny is part of it.
2: You know what I mean? I I would zoom out a little here, and this is where I'm really trying to go all the time, which is like. We have to stop in, in general in this country being like, well, he did it, so I'm doing it. And then we just keep doing, like, mm-hmm. elevating it. This is mm-hmm. yeah, childish yeah, behavior.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Like,
2: I, I don't, to be honest, I don't know much about if she's the only or the best person for this position or post. If it's sexism and racism, it's not acceptable. If it's one guy in the Midwest, like, throwing a tantrum and, like, derailing the whole party, also not acceptable. But- I think
0: I think what's happening here with the three of us is that we're willing to concede <laughs> that it may be just one guy in the wherever, be, yeah. you know, uh, being ridiculous. Um, and that it's not, like... Um, you know an overall culture of misogyny and racism at at play um in this one case is that what we right we're-
2: in this one case that's what it feels like from the information i know yeah right how at, yeah. And yeah but, uh, but eventually i hope we do stop just voting the way we our party goes i hope these i hope the republicans become a little more sane and so I, that I also
0: sometimes- hope that this is what i sort of hoped that each party would would expend their energy on this stuff. Like, look, you, ultimately, the president needs to fill a bunch of jobs, you know? Yeah. Part of this is just like, it, it, it's a little bit of a, I sort of thought of it as a rubber stamp situation where right. you're just like, this dude has to fill a bunch of fucking jobs. This person is qualified I don't like, you know, the color shirt he's wearing, but I will I can get over it, right? right. Like, that's, I wouldn't, think, how it's been. would be that nice,
1: right? Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Because <laughs> like, the thing he's is, I, gonna... I don't know what happens in this country where it sort of almost feels like my job as a Republican is to stop you from doing whatever you want to move forward as a Democrat. And then the Democrats right. feels like my job is to stop the Republicans from doing anything. Like, there's doing no moment where an adult goes, you know what, maybe this has nothing to do with the party. Let's just get the job done.
0: Right. Right. And 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 the health and human services department, which is typically not a very sexy agency, right? <laughs> needs a boss. And then the boss needs to hire a bunch of people and it needs to function, right? That's it just right. needs to function. And no matter what, if you're Lindsey Graham, you're probably not gonna love who Biden picks. So just right. like admit that the person is qualified and move on, which is interesting. I will say, if we want to talk about du- white dudes, though, appreciating other white dudes, Merrick <laughs> Gardland was... Um, I would say appreciated by very many. Um, he was, you know, when he. You know, on that topic, before you hearing, move along, he, I have yeah. a quick question. Oh, what yeah. what would you
1: say is the uh, the sexiest cabinet position?
0: <laughs> State.
1: State is the sexiest St- one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then also, um, there's a cabinet position that uh, I don't think gets nearly enough attention at, And that is, is the BDSM secretary. Oh. Uh, that is what? a is very sexy. No, no <laughs> so um, why would there be a BDSM secretary?
2: Uh, it's all BDSM. Uh, <laughs> I would say the transportation department just got sexier.
0: Oh hey, <laughs>
1: um,
0: yeah, but it's funny because transportation secretary again, I, I, I don't know, it's always been sort of like an afterthought, yeah. you know. Labor, I feel like it's been a yeah. little bit of an afterthought. Agriculture, all the the interesting thing is they all deal with climate change now, so right. they're all kind of like wildly important. Um, but I, th- but yeah, would TJ, do you think there's a sexy department?
1: No, I, I, I think mean the none one of with the travel, but yeah.
0: Not the one enough. that has the most ex- access to like really small little bottles of vodka and really and not, probably nice hotel rooms is the Department of State. So that's true. secretary of state is looking at, um, you know, you the feel a little bit like a spy. You go
1: to other countries yeah. and steal their secrets. That's something yeah. James Bondy about it.
0: Right yeah. exactly you drink martinis um everywhere you go uh they get what to what go happens.
2: you know they get to go to the little bazaars and get the little trinkets from different you know they get to see like the uni- <laughs> the unicyclists and the clowns in the amsterdam's public square they get yeah. to
0: like <laughs> Get to like flick a, a, a quarter into a fountain and make a wish I in every tried. city that there's like a dumb fountain where tourists do that. And that's really what secretaries of state spend their time doing. I'm glad yeah. we pointed that out.
2: Yeah. Um Nikki and I agree with you, yes. State. Stay
0: so right. sexy. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Let's uh, let's talk quickly about ghost the the Biden administration um, and the executive actions they may be taking on gun stuff. So one of the things they might be taking executive action on is ghost guns, um, which are the handmade or makeshift firearms that lack serial numbers. Those guns don't require a background check, and so Biden is considering um, an executive action that would require a background check on. That that feels pretty fucking not a big deal to require a background check. What do you think?
2: Um, not a big deal. No, it shouldn't be. But, okay, can we just talk about how, like, the Bureau— what is it, of alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and explosives. So yes. you need ID to get up. I love how there's so, it's such
0: a yeah. random collection. <laughs> it should just be like the Bureau of Alcohol, Firearms, and, and Kale. Like, they should just add additional random things to that bureau.
2: Also, go explosives goes to the secretary of BDSM, does it not? Oh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> She's here so, all week, um, folks.
2: <laughs> literally all week, because I have we go. Um... So tobacco, alcohol, you need license and explosives. You actually need a permit. So w- that leaves us with firearms. The question we've been asking forever, why can't you just, because you don't even need license an ID. License License You don't even need an it. ID yeah. to why? get firearms why? in many states. Why? Why? And as you know, Nagin, gun stuff is very personal to me because I got assaulted at gunpoint a year and a half yes. ago, walking my dog at rush hour. And-
1: Do you have a gun? Me? Yeah. No, I mean,
2: I can't... Are you kidding? In New York City, you cannot get a permit. Oh, you um,
1: can't? Okay.
2: No, I mean, I mean, you can. it's very hard. It's very hard. You can, hard. But, but it's... But a- after I was robbed at gunpoint, I wanted to get a gun. I'm not going to lie. Right, yeah. And, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. would have been fair. It would have been fair, but I should not be walking around with a gun. Are you kidding? Me? <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: so,
2: um, but, like, I just... We've gotten to a point now where you can print 3D guns. You don't even need a serial number. Like, right. of course we should regulate ghost guns. I mean, there shouldn't even be ghost guns. I know,
0: this is yeah, crazy. like,
1: I've never and, heard that term before. When I heard it, I was yeah. like, is this when you've been dating a gun and it stops texting you? Is that what a ghost <laughs> gun is? What is
0: this? Um, so my question for you, TJ, is it looks like one of the kind of, like, difficulties that the Biden administration is encountering is... Um, you know, how long has it been since they've been in office? Like th- three weeks, four weeks? Yeah, and barely. Barely. And, um, they have to do 7,000 things, and gun groups are like, why aren't you doing putting a bunch of your political will into gun stuff and right. doing a bunch of executive actions on on guns? Um, Biden has said like that he wants uh, some of that stuff to be done through legislation because the pandemic is overwhelming. TJ, where do you think that they should be putting their kind of effort right now?
1: Well, I, I think people. <laughs> Again, it's partisanship where I don't know if you saw this thing, I think, on Fox News. And after like maybe a week after Biden was president, they legit posted uh, 900,000 Americans have died (laughs) under Biden's administration, which is like he's been president for a week. So clearly those are Trump people that just rolled over. That's all it was. It was kind of a sick joke where, oh, you in charge now? Well, everything that is wrong is your fault. That's just what we're going to do. And let's also not forget, we're dealing with a 78-year-old man. He's going to take time. He he needs people to read those things for him. The system (laughs) is already I mean, he's got a lot of people
0: working for him. He's probably got
1: nurses in the White House. He needs (laughs) a lot of help. Give the man a break. (laughs) Nothing happens overnight in this country. I
0: do think that the... Just like the question of where do you put your political heft and where, you know what I mean? Where do you ask for the favors? Where do you like, um, do the yeah. executive actions that are anger, gonna anger people? All of that stuff. It's such a delicate balance in normal times. Add to that a fucking blazing pandemic. You That's know what right. I mean? It's just fucking bananas.
1: And I think being um, a good president kind of means you have to be a little bit of an asshole just because you can't, you can't please everybody. You just gotta right. go in there yes and be everyone. like, this is what i want to do and a lot of people Mm -hmm. are gonna be unhappy and i'm gonna fucking do it that's just my job right
0: right um okay well we're gonna have to move on i want to let people know before we uh take a quick break to hear about our sponsors that i uh did a little chat about the uh, the framing britney documentary about britney spears and her court-sanctioned conservatorship um I did an Instagram live chat with the very, very wonderful Kendra Cunningham, who we all know and love. Uh, And I mean, yeah, so we had a really fun conversation. If you want to hear us uh, chatting about the Britney Spears documentary, Framing Britney, um, you can go onto my Instagram feed and uh, check out that chat. It is a fake the nation addendum. All right. So let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, uh, we'll talk about topic number two. We are back and we're ready for topic number two. You guys, um, Rush Limbaugh died last week. Actually, uh, the news came out as we were taping. So we didn't have a chance to talk about it last week. But I really felt compelled to talk about it this week because he's such a giant in the field, um, both as a conservative hero and as a liberal just anti-hero is being very kind. Um I'll just give you a couple of like of the reasons why uh people on the left and then I think people who were like super into civility and stuff like that <laughs> dislike Rush <laughs> Limbaugh. Um uh, he mocked the death of gay men from AIDS in the 80s. Uh, he suggested that the Clintons, oh, this was a whole, do you guys remember the Clintons, the Clinton, Uh, murdered Vince Foster rumors that he started, that that was, um, you know, Rush Limbaugh that advanced those stuff and uh, those rumors in the 90s. He called the NBA the Thug Basketball Association in 2004. Um, He claimed that the college student Sandra Fluke, uh, if you remember her, owed him a sex tape in return for taxpayer-subsidized birth control in 2012. Um, He did an impression of former Chinese president Hu Xintao that consisted of him saying, like, ching-chong over and over again. I mean, the hits keep giving— Oh, he even called um, Barack Obama the magic Negro, which makes me feel so uncomfortable just even reading. Um... Rush Limbaugh this these are just some of the highlights but this is the kind these are the this is the kind of rhetoric he used on a daily basis hours a day talking on his radio show that was heard by millions and syndicated nationwide when you heard the news of his death uh, what what I mean obviously I you know my condolences to his family because whatever it is I think of him there are people that are really really sad um, for for his loss but um, but as a as a figure in American political life, what did you what did you think of Rush Limbaugh generally?
1: Uh, I mean, just just first ballot Hall of Fame piece of shit figure for sure, mm. no question. Mm. Like mm-hmm. I remember, I first moved here in two thousand eight, and he was one of the first few people I would hear about, and I was like, Jesus Christ, I don't even know about American politics, but I, I know this guy is wrong for all the reasons. You would think somebody would be wrong, so it's just I don't I don't celebrate people's death, but I also like. Can we like? Where did the phrase "We do not speak ill of the dead" come from? What, what what's the origin of that? What's, we can speak ill of the living, and they have ears; they can hear us. The dead <laughs> can't. So why is that a problem to speak ill of the dead? They're dead. It doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: I mean, I think the other thing is, like, when you're as famous as he was, you sort of abdicate any, you know, any of those, like, sayings. Exactly. You're you're too famous for any of that. Yeah, I'm
1: sure he has children and a wife that probably love him. But other than that, he just hurt a lot of people and he kind of hurt the country. And I think... He kind of has what, what's coming to him. He, he well, so lived in. Well, so in
0: what way? In what way, in your mind, did he hurt the country?
1: Well, he in specifically he, what way? He peddled a lot of uh, beliefs that were not rooted in any real uh, facts. He just had such a wide audience. I think he was making thirty-eight million dollars a year, and he was the number wow. one syndicated radio, conservative radio show. And there were just a lot of people listening to him. So he furthered that divide where people just make up their minds about the other person without ever meeting or sitting down or listening to that other person. Because Rush told them, that's what you think about these people. So that's a big problem.
0: I should also point out, you know, we sort of think of like Fox News as 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 like such a... Um, You know the main force of the last—I don't know—30 years, and and it has been. But Rush arrived eight years before Fox was ever on uh, on air, so he sort of like set the you know um, warmed up the crowd. Yeah, you might you might be able to make the case that there
1: wouldn't be Fox News without Rush Limbaugh. You could say that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think, I think that's right. And there's certainly could, you know, and the other thing is, like, I grew up um, in, in Palm Springs, California, as listeners know. And growing up, I didn't remember hearing any, like, talk radio on the news, like, uh, on the, on my, on the radio dial. Like, there was, there was maybe a one or two talk radio stations or something. but. It, over the years, as I was like, kept going back home, it's the only place you know, and I and I drive around. it's like the only place I drive. Um, I was like, wow, there's more talk radio. Oh my god, this year there's even more talk radio. Oh my god, this year there's even more talk radio, and it's a lot, so much, so much, so much conservative talk radio is on the airwaves, and all of it sounds like Rush Limbaugh, right? Like every, he created this standard that then was replicated by everybody on radio. Right, right. Um, so it, I, I think like just in terms of seeing that over the years, it felt very, like, very much like a direct trajectory from Rush. Vicky, what were your thoughts?
2: Well, as I was listening to you list everything, all the terrible things he said no, it was really, <laughs> It felt
1: really
0: horrible to go I, I, that
2: I, like. That's like a
1: tenth of the list. There's yeah, way more. I yeah, know.
2: Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not someone who just said random things with eight Twitter followers. So I have like a two-pronged reaction. First of all, I felt like more of a chump that I was even at all shocked in the wee hours of November 9th, 2016, because... This is where this country was going long before the two, you know, the election of 2016. First of all, our history obviously has always been this is where we're going. But like we thought, Obama was going to give us momentum forward, and no, the, Obama turned out to be a great moment, a peak, hopefully not a fluke. But he wasn't um, like chiseling his way to a new road. We, this is America, and number two, Rush succeeded. And is a millionaire because millions of people follow him. So like the same way I feel about Trump is about rush. The problem is the people just like with Hitler and the Nazis and Germany. The problem is the followers. Why are they what is it they're missing in their lives that they're taking this stuff he's peddling? Why are they so full of fear? Because that's what fear, you know, fear is hate, right? Fear is the opposite of love. So why?
0: I was reading somewhere, I wish I had, um, I, could, I could quote this, but I think it was in a, in a Time magazine piece um, that said that he appealed to a deeply politicized audience of angry white men. Who didn't consider themselves political, which I thought was really interesting. He basically politicized people by talking about, but there was some void about talking about um, other groups taking your job or whatever, talking about Sandra Fluke or you know whatever that void. He he, ma- he managed to kind of rile these people up who were otherwise not really politically involved, mm-hmm. um, and so I think that kind of goes to like what, how is would it, what, how is that possible? Like, yeah. what, why weren't they get? what What were they not getting from anywhere else? And the other, th- my question for you, Vicky, is like, is there an equivalent liberal, like the way L- Rush Limbaugh was the conservative movement? Because I think of someone like Rachel Maddow, I'm uh, like, yeah, she's a voice that a lot of people listen to, but she's not the voice. You know what I mean? It, I was you know, literally
2: she- going to say Rachel Maddow, perhaps. And I, I don't think she's um, harmful, but I would say someone on the right who's like me and can see other sides sometimes would be, would maybe not like Rachel Maddow. I mean, a lot of people don't like Rachel Maddow, but uh, uh, I think Rachel Maddow, she talks for an hour night. She has a huge audience and she's very um, influential.
0: But she, I don't think she has the same pull that Rush Limbaugh does. You know what I mean? You know, after January 6th, I also, I want to point something out. He, this is what he said on his radio radio show. He said, um, there's a lot of people calling for the end of violence. There's a lot of conservative social media who say that violence is aggra- or aggression at all is unacceptable. Regardless of the circumstances, I'm glad Sam Adams, Thomas Paine, the actual Tea Party guys, the men at Lexington and Concord didn't feel that way. So in... In some respects, he was almost um, condoning the violence, you know, and uh, I, you know, I I mean, it just seems like he had such a it, it doesn't I get I guess the weird thing is there are so many people on the liberal front that kind of do what rachel maddow does yeah there isn't you know it doesn't come down to one name and obviously there's so many people on the conservative side that are doing it too but they all seem to stem from rush limbaugh which is i think the difference even when america was a failed experiment of liberal radio
2: yeah that's true but when he started he was that one person and i feel like he started and just took his audience with him and it's just hard to uh, correlate him to someone today. Cause right now we just have so many outlets. Yeah. Um, so it's a hard comparison. I think Rachel, I, I don't want to say Rachel is the rush Limbaugh off the left cause she's not hateful. She really will try to go o- after facts. Right. Right. And, um, it's more like we're on, she's on the defense rush really had this chip on his white shoulder, white male shoulder. And I think he spoke to a lot of men and probably women most, maybe a lot of their wives who also have this chip on their shoulder that they think things are being taken away from them. But come on, I equate that to laziness. No one's taking your job. If you don't want them to take your job. That's my opinion. There's a lot of jobs. I mean, maybe not right now, but there's a lot of jobs (laughs) to be had when there's not a pandemic.
0: (laughs) Um, TJ, what is it about this like cult of personality do you think is attractive? To millions and millions of people.
1: You know, I think, unfortunately, it has to do uh, with human nature. People, uh, it's it's like politics to me is skill is second. But at first, it's really a popularity contest. And I've had this argument several times with people, and I'll probably have it with you right now because you're both women and you probably love her. I really uh, think one of the reasons Hillary lost is not so much about uh, her being a, you know, not... She was overly qualified and she was extremely Mm -hmm. competent. Mm. She just did not have what it takes to be that popular kid to win Mm -hmm. a political contest. And Trump had it more for some reason. There's something about, you know, when you just have a thing that people like, oh, he speaks my language. He's just he's got that weird charisma. He's got that thing. And Hillary was just not that person. So I don't think sexism played the role that people wanted to play. I just think she just didn't have it.
0: Well, I think there was a, a weird thing that happened with with Donnie that's very similar to the weird thing that happened with Rush Limbaugh. I mean if you look yes. at Rush Limbaugh, yes. the man wasn't like a sex symbol, right? He Not wasn't like a charm machine, right? Like he wasn't he wasn't like using some kind of George Clooney looks and <laughs> charm and <laughs> he wasn't using like that that um, infallible Tom Hanksian cheer. Like there was nothing about him that was like an an opera style wisdom like there's none of that, right, to Rush Limbaugh. There's a, a fully other thing that for some reason became very popular for that one guy and that then became popular with Trump. Trump used that same playbook of right. just like being And whatever mean. that thing is, we
1: don't really know it. We don't have a word for it. But that right, thing connected right. with people for some reason.
0: And that thing connected with people or it was so shocking to see it on a national scale that it got a lot of media attention and the media attention. In itself, translated to votes and name recognition, and all the stuff that you need to win an election. Um, oh, wait. Also, so though, rush was, yeah.
2: you know, uh, defaming the Clintons since the '90s. So, I mean, he he did affect the election in the sense that people really hate the Clintons. Yeah. So, true.
0: True. True.
1: They've been so hated for a long time. Yeah.
2: She's a Clinton. She has, you know, you know, maybe a murky past with some things. What politician doesn't? But whatever hers were out there like dirty laundry. And she was a woman. And when a woman isn't what you're saying, TJ, which is that you can have a beer with me. Yes, yes, I know how to do this. I'm Trump, I shoot from the hip. Then it all
1: just
0: falls apart. Yes, right. <laughs> and and I mentioned even the the Vince Foster that the Clintons murdered. <laughs> Vince Foster, that was a you know a, a a rumor that was popularized an unfounded, totally ridiculous rumor that was unfound that was popularized by Rush Limbaugh. Um, can I say something that I really kind of wish for conservative circles, which is that like. Interestingly, I feel like the thing that they refer to as entertainment—and uh, and I'm they—I'm I'm, I'm uh, casting a broad stroke here—but like the thing that is routinely referred to as kind of like entertainment is the like Sean Hannity, Rush Limbaugh, all this you know Tucker Carlson um, world of of content. Um, as opposed to just something that's actually just actual entertainment and fun. Right, right. Which is a very odd thing. I don't understand, which is a very odd thing. And I wonder, it's so, like, you know, we were talking about Brian Regan before we started. He has a new special coming around. We were talking about him. And, uh, you know, he's like one of the very, you know, beloved clean comics in America. Mm You would be hard pressed to like specifically know what party he belongs to. Like That's right. Why you know, why can't, there just be conservative comedians that are like fun and provide something of entertainment that isn't specifically political. I think that's sort of what seems to be missing from the world of conservative media is like, fun stuff, like, because Rush Limbaugh, I mean, I think people turn to these things as if they're fun, but they're not fun. Ultimately, they kind of are agitating.
2: Well, to you, but I feel like a lot of conservative people love watching uh, Tucker Carlson take apart AOC and other people. Sadly, that is theater for them. I mean, I yeah. but you can't relate to it, Nikki. I, but I I, I, I know, I <laughs> can't. No, but you, I cannot, can, you, you relate could it, but objectively
1: but also, say that it's not theater, which is the weird part. Because okay, was the John Stewart or the Bill Maher on the right? Like it would be interesting to have somebody as funny but with that point of view. Well, why doesn't that okay. exist? Why aren't they I, funny like that?
2: Why doesn't it exist? Because the entertainment industry is so liberal. They don't really. I mean, like, who is it? I ben, mean, what's his name? Ben Shapiro? No. Ben but Shapiro's yeah, ben not Shapiro. a comedian.
1: Isn't yeah. that funny?
2: I'm just saying. What's this? The other guy, Dennis Miller. I mean, he tries yeah, to have his own show. They get, they get run out of town, guys. The, the conservative actors. And I know we're talking about Tim Allen. Yeah, leader, I guess t- Tim
1: Allen might be the one conservative.
2: Tim Allen? Yeah. Tim and Allen. he'll complain. He will complain that he's Kelsey getting run Grammer. out of town. He'll also complain. They, they're like, we're, we're, we're social pariahs, blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right.
0: Which I mean, yeah, we're
1: arts, going to talk about the it in the next are segment. Generally left leaning. And, you know, yeah. it's but it's weird the
0: because the art, you know, it, it, art has the possibility of being neither right leaning nor left leaning. Yeah. Like a fart joke. My folks is a fart joke, right? That's and right. it doesn't matter you know I mean, where I, you are. Please, I agree with you. I agree. With odd you. to me. Um, okay, well, we are going to move. on. Uh, folks, let me know what you think of uh, Rush Limbaugh and his and his lasting impact on the Republican Party. <laughs> um, it's it's been an interesting uh, an interesting week reading these pieces about him and and what he said in the past, which made me bristle almost at every turn, uh, and also. <laughs> tell me what are your ideas for just like really fun conservative entertainment <laughs> I want to know <laughs> am I starting a conservative entertainment network is that what's happening right now
1: <laughs> let's, let's make a movie for Ben Shapiro
0: <laughs> um, alright let's move on to topic number three so it started with a hashtag, uh, hashtag fire Gina Carano, and it ended with an actual firing of Gina Carano. For those of you who don't know, she's a character on Disney's The Mandalorian, um, which I maybe am like the one American who hasn't seen The Mandalorian, but she has not been shy about sharing her views on social media. And some of them are gross, like the one where she compared America's political divide to Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, what did you think of Disney's move to fire her?
2: It didn't surprise me. It's a corporation that's never been kind to the individual ever, ever. I mean, I can't wait for the tell all documentary about what happens, you know, behind the scenes of Disney World and stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you're if honestly, I would just if I got a job on a Star Wars show at Disney, I would get rid of all my social media accounts right away. I don't Oh Yeah, like yeah, yeah, there's yeah. free speech is one thing and but free speech when you're part of a huge conglomerate or a comp- corporation, I'm okay with it. You're giving me a Star Wars credit. I will, I don't need to speak my opinion in public, like on Facebook or whatever.
1: Right, right.
2: <laughs> TJ, are you currently deleting all of
0: your tweets in uh, the last never, 10 years? Never. What are you doing I, I right would now? I never do that, I actually. I think,
1: <laughs> uh, I, I find that stuff so gross. This idea it that- is. That- people on the internet can go, you need to fire this person. Like, it's unless, disgusting. Unless you do something criminal, I really can't stand for the idea of asking for someone's job, no matter how much I disagree with them. I think that's that's so... ugh. There's something so about you, it that So So you,
0: you don't agree with the firing of Gina Carano? No.
1: Even though by I disagree way, with her views, I don't agree with the firing of her.
2: By the way, I don't agree either. But I'm just saying if they need to replace her, I will <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, though. They I mean, could have fired it, but, her
1: for being a bad actor. She sucks at acting, right. but they didn't even she fire does. her for that.
0: Like, have you guys watched The Mandalorian? Yes. Yeah. She's, oh, so you, uh, you've you actually seen her in The Mandalorian? Yes. I've only seen, like, a clip, so I can't oh, judge. She's actually seasons. not
2: terrible in The Mandalorian. She's fine. She serves the role. I mean there's All other right. people. I mean the guy who plays The Mandalorian is an amazing actor. You don't even see his face.
1: Yes. He does great. amazing.
2: <laughs> work. Yeah. Pedro he, Pascal. he does amazing yes. work in his, Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, okay, so I so that's so I think part of the thing is Disney is a family Yeah kind of family-friendly operation, yeah. right? Their entire brand is nothing to do with all of this other but stuff.
1: But the irony right? of all this is Walt Disney, yeah. known anti-Semite. Yes. Huge.
0: Would have loved her. Would have <laughs> oh loved her. They would, yeah. would have been best
1: friends. Are you kidding me? It have been But great. I think,
2: I think um, you know, and I speak as a Jew, I think the Jews have taken over the asylum at Disney. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, think, I think there are a lot of Jewish people up top, but I don't think that's why she was fired. I think it's always about Disney's brand.
0: Let me let me read the post yeah. that that was re- that really precipitated this. I mean, apparently she's had posts over the Last several months that people didn't agree with, she was weird about masks. You know what I mean? Yes. She changed the um, you know, instead um, she didn't the instead of having the pronoun thing um on she her boop beep handle, she put beep boop bop boop. You know, kind and, of funny. Which I have to, yeah. I was like, oh, that's kind of like a so- solid joke <laughs> if it wasn't backed by like other transphobic comment. Right, you know right. what I mean? And it, yeah, I, I agree. So, um, and this is what she wrote. She wrote, Jews were beaten in the streets and by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children, because history is edited. Most people today don't realize that they get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews. The government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? Um, To be fair to her,
1: she did not write that. She uh, reposted someone's post about that
0: it was also weirdly poorly written. Like, I feel like I have to read it a couple of times to understand what the fuck was being said. Very
1: very poor punctuations Uh, in there.
0: Yeah. Like, what? Is that (laughs) the beginning of the sentence? Or where is it happening? Um, Yeah. I mean, she... She also said some weird stuff about uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Um, She also promoted um, the misinformation about voter fraud. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, she made herself a known kind of right-wing person. And I guess my... And I wonder if, like, 20 years ago, we would have known this much about what some fucking actor thinks.
2: I I don't want to know anymore. I just want everyone to... Remember, we just see, like, their profiles on E! And I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, The Rock grew up there cool. Right. I don't want to know what they're thinking all the time.
0: I I think that this is... It's hard to maintain your like world of opinions within some sort of acceptable parameter it would have been hard 20 years ago it would have been yeah. hard 30 years ago um act and and it's weird because we want to be able to lose ourselves in what an actor can portray yes yeah. and yeah. i think it, you make it harder and and uh, hey I'm a fucking actor yeah. <laughs> who spouts off every week like some <laughs> asshole about what I think. But, but you're a comedian, so, And I'm though, not taking which, my own. I'm Right. Which is different. We, which we,
1: is different. We, tra- we traffic in opinions. That's sort of our job. We get to do yeah. that more so than actors. Right. So, like, actors right. should probably right. learn to just shut the fuck up or become a comedian where you can just yeah. say whatever you want. I they, will say, I, mean, I, I, agree.
2: Would, I would be very surprised if the contract she signed she signed with Disney did not include some addendums about you cannot do this, that, the other.
1: Yeah, Probably. Uh, and, well, yeah.
2: You know what I mean? So I don't believe in cancel culture. I'll never get on a bandwagon to cancel a comedian or an actor. I just don't right. do that. I don't get the whole... Right. I just don't. I don't. I wouldn't want it done to me. I don't do it to other people. However, if you're signing something with a corporation like Disney, which is Evil Corp, basically, they are. Yes. Um, then you have to hold well, to that contract. And by the way,
0: as Vicky says that, I'm also like, feel free to give me any <laughs> job. Exactly. <laughs> Same. I'm, I'm, I,
2: I feel like yeah. I could apply for that role. You know, I've, um, I have the brown hair. I, I'm tough. I'm Russian. I, I, I mean, yeah, you, um, you would fit so, right in. Um, but yeah, I mean, you sign it. You sign a contract. Both sides have to fulfill it. Like, yeah. we, get, we get really pissed if the corporation doesn't pay us what they say. That's right. We got to pay the corporation what we say we're going to pay. That's right. And that's, that's the thing. I mean, that's what... And the corporation can't say that. Because- if you decide
1: then- to sell out, then you got to sell out. Yeah. That's just what you yeah. do. Also, right. there's I a... Think- sorry, I, I don't mean to cut you off. There's a quick parallel between her case and uh, Leticia Wright. Do you guys remember her when she was trending for a couple of days on Twitter?
0: No. Who is that? What are
1: you talking Leticia about? Letitia Wright, she plays uh, Shuri in Black Panther. She's a mm. black British oh. actress. Uh-huh. Okay, so I would say that's probably the second most important role in that movie. She was the yeah, scientist, yeah. the girl, right? Right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what, um, why was she trending?
1: Because she she was uh, tweeting stuff about COVID being a hoax and oh, the boy. vaccine. Ah, she yes. was an anti-vaxxer. She was very much against the vaccine.
0: Oh, got you, got you. Yeah, so did, and a lot did, of people how did were end, trying to how get did her this fired. End for her?
1: She basically just deleted her social media, and I don't think she got fired though. So she got lucky. And I think she shouldn't
2: get fired from Black Panther for that, though.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm glad she didn't get fired. Yeah. Uh, But it was kind of stupid to like as an actor to be like, hey, the vaccines don't work. They're trying to turn us into robots. Like, what the fuck are you doing?
0: I think the, the closest analogy to what the actors might be experiencing today in terms of like if you sign a Disney contract, you know, again, we're, we're talking out of our elbows here. We don't know what it says in the Disney contract, but I imagine that you can't represent the company in a poor light. I think the closest analogy is like to the studio system in the 50, the 40s and 50s where actors kind of had to have – a particular image, right? right? And they had to be, they were they were really whole, the whole person was sort of bought up by the studio and the imagery of that person right. and the kind of thing that that person evoked, whether they're like some hot lady or some mom lady or a, <laughs> a hot, you know, a sweetheart dude or, or whatever, like that, that was a carefully crafted studio image. That's right. Yeah. And you had to like follow um, what the studio wanted you to do and that was like basically part of your contract you know so i think there is precedent for this in our history it's just that nowadays there's too many um forums where you can provide your opinion you know too many
2: and too many many forums where say it's like 13 people on twitter saying cancel gina i mean that could have been enough for disney like it's so sad how much power these trolls have Yes, right, right, right. Yes. Right, right. But uh, also,
1: I, a part of me is annoyed at the corporations for giving yeah. into that. Just grow a yeah, backboard and true. be like, I stand by my employee. I don't have to fire right. them because thirteen idiots in Boise, Idaho, think I should fire them. Right?
0: Do you think those thirteen idiots would be motivated by a statement from Disney that's like, we don't agree with her political opinions. We don't agree. We don't. We don't promote the political opinions of any of our actors. Right. Um, We only judge them for their skill on set and for whether or not they do their job on set, show up on time, Mm -hmm. memorize the words, do the job. That would be great.
2: That would be amazing. I don't think those people. I don't know why
0: they're not doing that because they're huge. People are not... I, look, I, I'm pretty certain people are not going to, like, cancel their Disney Plus subscriptions because they kept on Gina right. Carano. No, you no. Know?
2: But the trolls are bullies, and they're not going to care about that because they just want to cause other people pain. So they're going to move on to the next person. They're not going to And gonna I care. can
0: imagine you know, a listener right now listening to our conversation and being like, but guys, she said some heinous things. She did.
2: She did say heinous things. So I don't follow her. I don't agree with her. And um, would you
0: and would you? stop watching the mandalorian for example if she was still on it no i would not
2: and i still listen to michael jackson but we can talk (laughs) about that another time i wouldn't and i still go look at art florentine art and i'm telling you those painters raped those painters raped and killed like i don't know where we're going to draw the line where we can't enjoy art anymore because we have to worry about what each actor has done in their lives right you gotta
1: be perfect to make art yeah which is kind of crazy
2: Right. Uh, so,
0: in terms of like my desire for there to be entertainment for the right that isn't pol- like inherently like political or agitating. Um, this is a post that she wrote recently about her new job. She wrote, I cried out and my prayer was answered. I'm sending out a direct message of hope to everyone living in fear of cancellation by the totalitarian mob. I have only just begun using my voice, which is now freer than ever before. And I hope it inspires others to do the same. They can't cancel us if we don't let them. Oh, sorry. The part where she talks about basically she was offered, um, a you know a gig making a new movie um you know and it's going to be funded by one by uh, like a prominent person on the right i forget his name Ben
1: Shapiro the day there it's
0: there it is there it is Ben Shapiro who we were just talking talk about um Ben Shapiro is going to fund a film she's going to i think
2: you know um apparently they said it's going to be a
1: movie for conservatives by conservatives i don't even know what the fuck that means so
2: that's going to be political though that's not gonna, the gene i'm telling you that's not going to be what i want is <laughs> what I want is for Gina
0: Cronin to be like, and I'm making a movie only about farts, right? <laughs> right. And it's like, that's what I want to see. Nikki, I have right. the
2: perfect entertainer for you. Go see Jeff Dunham. He does puppets. That's really uh, the only thing you can get. That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> People um, can stand uh, it when, like, you guys remember Jim Gaffigan got into a bunch of trouble for finally being political. He was yeah. very vocal against Trump and then a lot of his friends were like, "Hey man, we just like you to tell jokes about food. We don't need to know right. who you're voting for." And that was the yeah, first to me, time in his right. career. He to took me a that was
0: like again, that's the comedian thing of like uh no, 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 no. The way this works with comedians is that they talk, that's their whole thing, is they give yeah. you opinions about what they're eating and who they're voting for. Like, yeah. Those mainly the two main things.
2: <laughs> right. But not all, and I would say Jim Gaffigan, one of the most successful comedians of all time, yeah. as well as um what's his name? Jeff Foxworthy and Brian Regan, they are not political.
1: Or oh, Jerry Seinfeld. Right. A lot of those yeah. guys they just yeah. drive in the lane yeah. of observational right. humor Observation. with no real opinions yeah. right. behind it. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, Okay. So this is interesting. Folks, let me know where you stand on this. Do you think Gina Carano should have been fired? Um, Also, uh, can I just say one last thing is that the more I talk to people about these situations where people get fired, the more people tell me that they don't think people should get fired and that they're constantly worried for themselves that they're going to get fired. And and I'm talking about friends from every business, like people in HR, people who work as uh, stylists, you know, and, um, And everyone's afraid of getting fired. They don't think that this should be a thing. And yet it's consistently a thing. So I do think that there it is those 13 people (laughs) that keep motivating these that the the cancel that the mob, the totalitarian mob that Gina Cron is talking about is really just, you know, people that are good at using at popularizing hashtags. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, um, Go ahead. Go ahead. You first.
2: Well, no, I was just going to say, as much as I said, she made a deal with Disney, and I'm sure there was something, overall, I don't think people should get fired, and I really feel like I should include a caveat that if she had tweeted harassment at Disney or anything else, I would be 100%. That's, like, do it. <laughs> like, to me, you should be calling that stuff out, and people are afraid to do that.
1: Yeah, right, yeah. Right. I was going to say, I think also, yeah. it, it's it's important for the companies to have a backbone and stand up and be brave, which is why I'm a huge fan of Trader Joe's, because last year some twat tried to cancel them because they do this fun thing where sometimes they'll have a pizza and they'll call it another name that would be the equivalent of Joe's in a different language. So they would do Trader Giotto's or they would do Trader Jose or Trader Ming. And then some guy was like, this is racist.
2: That's ridiculous.
1: Boycott Trader ah. Joe's. And Trader no. Joe's was like, you know what? That's our sense of humor. We don't think it's yeah. racist. We just do that. So if you don't want to shop at our place, don't do it. But we're going to keep doing it. And I thought that was great.
0: TJ, what country are you from? I'm from Haiti. Do you feel like um, um, this American sensitivity... Like, what would, would the arbitration think about this kind of American sensitivity?
1: We, we, we think it's pretty <laughs> fucking stupid. Yeah. I think it's a, it's yeah. a problem of comfort yeah. it really it's, is when oh, your life yeah, is yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, good yeah. that you don't oh, have wow. real problems you make up oh, bullshit shit. problems to be upset there about. it is
0: and i felt it yeah okay oh <laughs> 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 uh, what a wonderful um uh, yeah so folks um hit me up with what you think about all of this and are we just uh do we just have too much comfort <laughs> we, do. I do think we do that's yeah. a really excellent point okay um this is the end of the show, and I just want to remind people. Oh, for people, we talked about um last week. Um, I asked the people what the, the panelists what they would give up for Lent. Um, none of us were Catholics, but <laughs> what, what would you give up if you had to give something up for Lent? And I got on social media, I got so many um interesting things that people g- were giving up. Um non Catholics uh and Catholics alike. People some people are giving up judgment, g- being judgment of others, but then also being judgment judgmental of themselves. Some people are giving Giving up road rage I thought that was a fun one because I every time I'm in Southern California driving around I get the little urge to get angry um and so yeah do is there something you that either of you would give up for Lent if in fact you were going to celebrate that holiday
1: hmm I guess if I was I, I might it. I might give up Whiskey for a month just because I've been drinking too much during the pandemic. Too much whiskey, specifically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I would uh, try. Vicky? Yeah, maybe gossiping.
0: You know, I there's I talked about this before. There's this wonderful, wonderful episode of Freakonomics about gossiping, and apparently, it actually is awesome for you. Oh, okay, great.
2: So I don't, you don't need to give it
0: up. There's something about it that makes you feel part of the community, or whatever. I Actually, have to re- like brush up on that episode before I uh, d- like reference it, like I remember. But there, but I, but I remember being like, oh wow, I didn't realize uh, gossip. It's great for you.
2: Okay, then uh, I'd, I'd like to announce I'm going to live till 120. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's, that's um, half of what folks. it is to be a comedian. That's comedy gossip. <laughs> that's true.
0: <laughs> so thanks for sending me all of the, your, what you would give up for Lent, what you've been giving up for Lent. Don't forget that there's a conversation about framing Britney Spears between me and the wonderful Kendra Cunningham that you can see on my Instagram feed. Uh, but what I would really love is for the people of Fake the Nation to follow both of you and what you do. Vicki Cooperman, where do the, Vicki Cooperman, I really uh,
2: tongue tied myself there. What? <laughs> What do you? Where do you want them to follow you? Let's just go to Instagram with pictures, no toxic Twitter, okay? Yeah. Instagram with pictures, Becky <laughs> <Making Compromise. laughs> Kuperman, K U P E R M A N. And and
0: don't forget uh, the album. What's it called?
2: Loves a joke. All wherever albums are sold
0: loves a joke definitely download that album immediately tj where do people find you
1: you know i'm gonna follow vicky here and say because yeah. twitter is the king of toxicity no twitter yeah. we're not doing that nope. uh real <laughs> easy real simple it. find me on instagram at tj stand and my special is called january 3rd and it's streaming on amazon prime follow me at tj stand up on instagram
0: um, and uh, don't forget, yeah, the uh, the, the special, um, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. Um, and uh, let's see. What I would really love to do, though, is thank all the people here at Fake the Nation that make the show possible. Uh, that's our wonderful producer, Anita Flores, our talented audio engineer, Andy Christens, Gabi Alter wrote her theme music, and Lily Fleshler helps with research and listeners. You know we'd love to hear from you, so send us your feedback, topics we should be chatting about or guest ideas you might have. You can leave us a voicemail at three three one nine zero one zero 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 five, or drop us a line at comments at fakethenation.com. And if you like what you hear, leave, Lee um little please favorite fake the nation on stitcher follow us on spotify subscribe on apple podcast Pandora and the Sirius XM app and do leave us a review on Apple Podcast because it helps people find out about the show we'll be back in your earballs next week